Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 66. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It is actually Memorial Day weekend when I'm recording this, and this is also releasing in August, so I'm way ahead, but happy August. I hope you guys are having a great summer. I hope it's been really great weather and, you know, you've enjoyed your family and friends and made some new memories. I know summertime is my favorite time, so naturally, I'm very happy in the summer. So before we get started, just a few things to share with you. I do have my merch. If you click the link in my show notes, you can find all of my merch. I have so many different color waves, just so many different things. We have something for everyone, so definitely check that out and represent my naked mindset because I would truly appreciate it so, so much. And also, I would love for you to join my free VIP Facebook group. Super fun group. Um, just It's also in the show notes, but if you just go on Facebook and type in My Naked Mindsetters, it is a place where, you know, people can ask questions, talk about any sort of topics, and just like an open forum to just like share whatever the hell you want with a judgment-free zone. And then I, of course, share some more content on there and, uh, of course, memes because like I love funny memes. And yeah, so I would love for you to join and then, of course, connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of the things. I have a very special guest today, so I can't wait for you to share it. I hope you guys have been enjoying these episodes lately, please. I love any feedback, and if you would give me a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I would truly appreciate it, and that helps share the podcast and keep it going, and word of mouth is obviously such a great way for, you know, sharing that you enjoy this podcast, so I appreciate that as well. All right, let's get into it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest. She is a sexologist and cannabis researcher. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Amanda. Hello. I'm so excited to have you here today. I can't wait to get into all of the deets and just hear about like kind of how you got started in, you know, this space. So I would love to hear like kind of how you got into coaching and, you know, kind of your story. Yeah. So I am originally from the East Coast. At this point in my life, I was in college and I was a sexologist. And so a little more detail, I was in North Carolina, which can be a very conservative and biblical state. And as a sexologist, they were already like, whoa, what's going on? What are you doing? And I was rolling with it. And then when I went to grad school, that's actually when I started coming out of what I call the cannabis closet. So Mm. at this point in my life, I was smoking cannabis. And at the same time, I was an excellent uh, student. And I was doing very well in my classes. And I was top of my class even in grad school. And it was 
very um, important for me to come out as a cannabis smoker because mm. where I was in North Carolina, it was very frowned upon and no one ever hears about a successful stoner and right. those stereotypes that come with smoking weed. So actually, I literally went to each of my professors <laughs> and I went to their office hours and I was like, hi, um, just want to tell you that I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They were like, um, okay. And I was like, and you think I'm a good student, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I just want you to like make that connection. And they were like, that's why you came. <laughs> but I started coming out personally as a cannabis smoker and then something clicked and I was in this sexuality field but I also personally really liked cannabis and I was like, mm. you know, there's, I, I want a bridge of how do I be a sexologist, but still somehow incorporate cannabis into my future career. And that's when I had that light bulb moment of, oh my God, I'm going to study how cannabis affects your sex. And I brought it to my mentor and, you know, at first she was like, well, yeah, but let's look at like, other drugs like cocaine and heroin and how other drugs affect your sex. And I was like, no, 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 I have something here. Like, I know that this will be something. And she said, well, show me what's out there and we'll take it from there. She said, I'm just afraid that there's not going to be enough out there to have a full study for your master's thesis. Is this what we were trying to plan? Mm. But I did. I found relevant information and while it might have been outdated literature in the research sphere um it definitely showed that there was potential that there was something here that i was not off like there was definitely something that i could take and run with and so that is my long story on how i ended up conducting a nationwide study on how cannabis affects your sex wow that is <laughs> so freaking cool and i love the fact that you you kind of just took it and ran like that's so inspiring and it's so cool that you like you I mean to be honest the first thing I thought of was I love when people like figure out like oh I really really enjoyed this and then I really also enjoy this but like trying to like you said trying to bridge them together like that's so that's so inspiring and it's so cool to just see someone come up with this amazing idea that probably is not very popular too and like just I think in general sex and cannabis can can really enhance you know our sex lives and our desires and I think it's really cool that like they they do like they work perfectly together if you obviously in different situations and like and I think we're, we're going to get into you know how to, you know, enhance your sex life with cannabis and, and kind of get into some different things about it. But I absolutely love that story. I think that is so cool. Um, so how did, I really am curious about how the, um, research was for you. Like, did you find that a lot of people enjoyed, um, you know, using cannabis in their sex life? Like, I guess I'm curious about, um, your research. Yeah, so the research went very successful. And, 
you know, it, like I said, it was a nationwide study because obviously they, I was already getting pushed back as a sexologist in North Carolina. So when I added on that cannabis cherry, they were like, oh my God, what is going on in this biblical state of ours? And so it was a nationwide study and ended up just being um, what we call a snowball sampling, meaning mm. it was just passed around and people were sharing it with others. And it, it was very successful. And yeah, we were able to get a lot of responses. And the funny thing is, is we were able to get responses from all different demographics, from all different states, and from all different um, career backgrounds. So we were also getting people that not only worked at grocery stores and worked at banks, but they were also doctors, and they were lawyers, and they were surgeons. And it really shows wow. that a lot of people are using cannabis and once again to destigmatize who's using it. Yes. But yes, I got a lot of good evidence as well to just show that all these people are using cannabis and majority of them do see enhancement of sensations and pleasure and all these other satisfactory feelings when using cannabis during sex. That's so cool too because I think a lot of people, like you were saying, like I am all about destigmatizing the use of it. And it's not like, a t it shouldn't be taboo. And I think in some situations, I think it's coming, I think it's, we've come a long way, in my opinion, from, from where we used to be and it being more accepted and like realizing that like exactly what you just said, so many people are using it. It's not just like, you know, people working at a grocery store it's it's the medical field people it's 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 so many different types of people because it really can be so bene beneficial in your life in so many different ways um and I think that that's a beautiful thing right it's like you can literally I mean some people use it for medical use some people use it for you know getting an appetite some people use it for sleep depression anxiety like there's so many different things that cannabis can be used for which I think is is great and Absolutely. it can really enhance so many different things in our body. Um, so do you remember the first time like you ever did smoke weed? Can you recall? <laughs> that is the funniest question. Um, actually, funny story about your girl Amanda Moser here. <laughs> I remember being in fifth grade dare and we had the police officer. We were in this, you know, assembly in the gym. And the police officer was like, heroin is bad. And I remember being like, yeah. And they were like, cocaine is bad. And I was like, yeah. But then I remember them saying, cannabis is bad. And in my little fifth grade mind, for whatever reason, I remember being like, hmm, I don't know about that one. I don't, I don't feel it. And I've had that feeling ever since then. And it's funny, <laughs> no one's ever offered me cannabis until I went to college. I've always wanted to try it, but mm -hmm. I was, you know, always a good student hanging out with the good crowd, the people that, you know, cared about their grades and was in the marching band. And honestly, no one offered it to me and I wanted to. I was like, man, where can I smoke a joint? I'm now a senior in high school. Where can I get some of this? No one, none of my friends. If anything, I lost friends when they found out I smoked weed. When I came home from college one break and they found out that I smoked cannabis, I've lost friends because of it. 
So my first time smoking weed was in college, even though I wanted to try before. That's so funny. Actually, same here. I That was the first time I smoked dudes in college. I did not ever smoke in high school. I think I was more like, not intimidated, but I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I think it might be a waste of money. Like, I didn't understand it fully. And then when I tried, I was like, hey, this is not bad. This is actually really great. You're like, like I see now. I see. Yeah, I remember being like, when I grow up, if I would do any drug, I think it would be weed. Like, I knew. <laughs> I knew (laughs) who would have thought that like I'd do what I do now that never I thought I was going to be in the animal field um I I used to yeah yeah so big big changes but yeah I've always wanted to that's awesome now I'm going to get into like the easy things and then we'll kind of get into like the sex stuff I want to know what is your favorite like thing activity to do while being stoned or high everything (laughs) (laughs) I'm that girl that'll uh, smoke weed before going to the grocery store Um, but I do see such a high value with incorporating cannabis into self-care habits and I think this is not looked into as much but I definitely know that there is some power with using cannabis when incorporating it with your yoga or your meditation or going on a walk, your painting, your journaling, exercising, all of these things can be enhanced when you incorporate appropriate cannabis use. And I just think there's such value in incorporating it into your self-care habits and routines, making it better. Yeah. Yes. And it can make it yeah more enjoyable. And then your your creativity kind of starts to start flowing. And, you're and like, introspective. And, right. and yeah, your creativity is flowing. And I think it can just give you a different perspective on your normal everyday life and situations. I love that. I, I completely agree with you. It's it really it can make me have I love going shopping stone. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite things. Like when I'm scary, looking at- though. It is scary. Because then you like, you're at the grocery store and you're like, you know, I really don't like peanut butter, but right now peanut butter sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or if I'm shopping for clothing, like I'll pick things out that I wouldn't normally pick out, which can be fun. But then sometimes I'll get home and I was like, oh, I actually really don't like What was I thinking? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Super funny, but I definitely, I definitely enjoy doing stuff like that as well. And I think self-care, very good tip. Love that. Do you have like a favorite strain of weed? You know, I get asked that question a lot. And my answer is always there is a strain for every situation. So I am that girl that will go to the dispensary by four or five different strains because when I wake up on a Saturday morning I might want to wake and bake with a nice sativa and a cup of coffee and then in the afternoon I might switch over to a hybrid and Mm -hmm. then by nighttime I might be switching over to an indica to help relax and sleep so I definitely think there's a strain for every situation do I have like preferences on like my go-to sativas, my go-to hybrids. Well, yeah, but that is because I have now learned over, you know, years and personal preference that 
oh, this strain makes me hungry. So I'm going to eat that or I'm going to use that one before I maybe eat my dinner. Or I know this strain makes me tired. So I'm going to use this one before sleep if I'm having trouble sleeping. But the thing to know with cannabis is just because one strain might make me hungry or might make me tired doesn't mean it'll make you feel the same way. So we could both smoke the same joint with the same strain in it, but I could feel completely wired and want to go mow the lawn and you could be falling asleep and drooling on the couch. And that is just the name of the game. And it's just all personal preference. It's all about tolerance. I mean, there's a lot of variables that go into it. That's so true. That's a good point too. Do you have a favorite when you're talking about food? Do you have a favorite munchy food that you go like your go-to? You know, what's funny is that when I am stoned, my taste buds change. Mm. So typically I very much enjoy spicy food, but when I'm stoned, I can't handle it. And I'm like one of those people that don't enjoy spicy food because it just doesn't taste good. It's just spicy and I don't like it. And then the opposite, when I'm stoned, I really like chocolate and sweets. Whereas when normally I don't, like I am not the girl to go for chocolate. I am not the girl for go, you know, to go for cake. I'm much more of like a Doritos kind of gal. Um, But when I'm stoned, I'm like, oh my God, I love chocolate. Where has this been all my life? And that's how you'll know. (laughs) That's so funny. I could see that. I could see that for sure. Like I'm a sweet tooth fanatic. I could eat chocolate all day. I'm, I'm bad. And then I can also go for the salty things. I guess it depends on the situation, but yeah, I think it's so, it's fun to just be able to like open up your taste buds and be like, all right, what am I feeling today? You know, it, it's fun. I think it's really cool. Um, okay. So let's get into some sex stuff. So obviously you are a very great advocate for how to enhance your sex life, you know, and I think I like just talking about it and, and ways to, you know, like how it happens and, and what, what cannabis can really do to our sex life. And so I think just starting out with like, maybe some tips and like ways that cannabis does enhance our sex life. Yeah. So Let's just get back into what the research shows. So what I found in my study on how cannabis affects not only your sexual functioning, but sexual satisfaction. Those are the two main variables that I looked at. So digging a little deeper, sexual functioning is going to be the physiological changes that your body goes through during sex. And it doesn't have to be sex with another person. This could also be sex with yourself, i.e. masturbation. So your body goes through the same physiological motions um, when you're with another person or when you're not. So for instance, you're going to still have desire. You're going to still have orgasm when you're with someone or when you're not. So what I found with cannabis and how that affects your sexual functioning is that I found that it increases your sexual desire, meaning you want to have sex more. It increases your ability to achieve and maintain an erection for those with a penis. Now this actually contradicts the previous literature that actually stated that it would cause erectile issues for those with a penis, but my research actually did not show that at all. 
I found that it also increases your ability to orgasm. So you're much more likely to orgasm. It also increases your intensity of orgasm. So the orgasm that you have is going to be much stronger than it usually is, maybe last longer. And it also increases your ability to have multiple orgasms for potentially for women. So that is very exciting, especially for women that struggle having an orgasm. Not only can you achieve an orgasm easier, this orgasm is going to be much stronger, possibly last longer, and you're probably going to have an increased chance of multiple orgasms. Then I also looked at sensuality, so how the five senses are affected with using cannabis. And I found that taste and touch were greatly enhanced. And if you think about it, you use taste and touch a lot during sex. So to have them enhanced was definitely a positive. And then finally, I looked at overall sexual satisfaction, sexual satisfaction being how much you enjoyed the sex. And I did find that cannabis use increases your overall sexual satisfaction. So you just enjoy sex more when you're using cannabis. I love that. I could, I seriously think every single one of those, you hit the nail on the head. Obviously the research shows, but I feel like I can attest to all of those things. Like orgasms are way more intensified and it's just like a different feeling when you're, when you're stoned and you're having sex and it's just like, everything's heightened. And I love the fact that you brought up the senses because that is so true. Even like seeing things I feel like like your sight is just like oh my god like this feels so good your touch everything yeah. like every single little thing I in my opinion I feel like during sex just is is intensified it feels so good and it's just like it's it, it makes everything like another level and I think people can use cannabis in you know a sexual partner um sexual intercourse uh situation or even like I think foreplay can be super fun to you know get stoned and then you know start it off by yes and really like get those senses crazy and just get that like tension that sexual tension going on and and I think starting out like that can like even build up another level to like oh my god like you're so turned on you're so excited like it feels so good and then like then you start having sex and it's like wow it, it's just it heightens it so so much yeah this could definitely be like a, a partnered experience like you were saying like totally. utilizing it as foreplay i think foreplay is so important yet so underrated yes. foreplay is so underrated it's, let me just say that and i think smoking can be hot and i think it can be sexy and i think even if only one partner in the relationship is doing it i think it still can be such a sexy foreplay activity to get you in the mood you know both physically mentally emotionally with your partner and then with the enhancement of cannabis i totally agree i think foreplay is so underrated i feel like underrated so underrated it's like (laughs) I feel like especially most women that I you know that I talk to and that I've heard stories it 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 kind of it's like the I forgot how they put it but it's like you have to get the almost like in the winter this is a silly uh 
I don't even know what the word I'm using. The um, analogy. Thank you. I got you. It's almost like you're heating up your car in the winter, right? And it's like really, really cold outside. And you're like, oh my God, I need to go outside, run the car for a little bit. So then I can like drive it smoothly. And and it's all heated up and nice for me. It's kind of like that. It's like heating up your car, like, like getting ready and like getting yourself wet and getting yourself aroused and turned on. And, you know, the guy obviously as well, but like, I feel like for us, we kind of have to warm up. And I actually did an episode on um, foreplay. I think, I, I don't remember the exact episode, but um, it's so important. And I think when you smoke and you, you get stoned, it can just enhance it that much more. And I think also, um, I think it can be super fun to get stoned. And, and I feel like you're almost like, with the creativity thing, you can kind of try new things. Right. And like things that you haven't thought about, like, Oh, I've really wanted to try this. And so like your imagination's kind of going crazy when you're stoned and then you can kind of bring that into your sexual experience. No, you are absolutely spot on. The research does show that cannabis does allow you to explore with your partner and explore sexually. However, unlike alcohol, it doesn't make you lose your inhibitions. So it's not like you have been anti-anal forever and then you smoke weed and then you're like, you know what, now's the time. Whereas alcohol can definitely do that for you and then you are left with regret. But cannabis Mm. use has not been found at all to lower your inhibitions to do things that you normally wouldn't want to do. Oh, I like that too. That's that's so true because I feel like alcohol is a completely, it's, it's a very different, like you can, you can be drunk and have sex and you can be like, oh my God, why did I just do that? Like, I regret that it was a one night stand, blah, blah, blah. But like when you're, when you're stoned, it's like a completely different situation. I don't even know, like, yeah, I've never, I've never had sex high and been like, oh shit, I regret that. It's because you don't lower your expect you don't lower your inhibitions with with right. cannabis, and that's what the research shows, which is very very beneficial when it comes to okay. cannabis use and sex. Because if you look at the alcohol and sex research, it shows you're less likely to use a condom. You're more likely right. to engage in sex with someone that you normally wouldn't. You're you're normally um, you're more willing to once again do things that you normally wouldn't do with alcohol when you have sex. And cannabis use has not been found at all in the same regards when Mm. it comes to alcohol yeah that's that's so interesting too because it's like I I, I've heard so many stories of like oh I you know when we were younger like oh I really regret having sex with that person I was so I was so drunk like there's so many stories like that and you're right I never I never hear those stories when people are high I feel like it just it's it's so enhancing Um, Yeah, and it's very important to me because as a sexologist, I also definitely want to advocate for healthy, you know, sexual health practices, i.e. wearing a condom, getting STI tested, things like that. And I never would want to advocate for something that increases sexual assault or increases the you putting your sexual health at risk. And so that is why I can honestly advocate for cannabis use during sex because I know that that research does not align with as I said alcohol research and sex absolutely I'm glad you brought that up that's very very true um 
Now, would you say, I know indica and sativa can be, you know, very different. And there's obviously a bajillion different strains. Um, but how about we just go over what indica and sativa for those, you know, who are not aware um, and just, you know, what their effects can be, I guess. Yeah, that's a great question. So a good way to remember the difference between indica and sativa. So those are referring to different types of strains of cannabis. So they are generally categorized into genetic profile and that meaning how the cannabis strain will make you feel generally sativa will be much more uplifting will be a much more like the feeling of drinking a cup of coffee and feeling creative you want to paint that is a good one to do before exercising and you want to be up and going and just using your brain whereas indica a great way to remember that is in the couch because it is gonna give you a much more body high. This is gonna make you feel sleepy for a lot of people, um, get rid of a lot of muscle aches and tension, things like that. So for the use of sex is a question that I get a lot. So which strain do I use for sex? And right. while that is a great question, and while I could be like, go buy this, this will solve all your problems. Unfortunately, that is not the case because it's definitely situational, um, personal preference. And the issue with cannabis is that you can buy, uh, there's a strain called, let's just say golden goat. Mm-hmm. If you buy a strain called golden goat in Colorado and you love it, Let's just say you go to California and you see that they are selling Golden Goat and you expect the same feeling. However, you might not get that because there could be genetic variance between one strain and another, even though they are labeled as the same. It gets very confusing, um, but I just do want to point that out, that just because you are getting a golden goat from one state specifically, you might not get the same strain um, genetically from another state. The only way that you can guarantee that is if you get the same strain from the same company each and every time. But for sex and how to make sex better and which strain to pick, it's honestly personal preference and it's gonna be a lot of experimenting. It's gonna be experimenting to see what strains work for you, how each strain makes you feel And I definitely recommend using a strain journal to track what you're trying and how they made you feel. And if they made you feel sexual or enhanced sexually in any way, definitely jot that down so that you can remember. But it also gets a little tricky because it's not only about the strain, it's also about the dosage, how much cannabis you're using. It's about the method. Are you smoking a joint? Are you smoking a bong? Are you eating an edible? Also the form. Is it a dab? Is it flour? Is it a you know tincture? Is it weed lube, which is a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just starting out, I would say start with a hybrid strain. That's usually a mixture of both an indica or sativa. Start with something in the middle. That way you don't feel like you wanna go mow the lawn, but at the same time, you don't feel like you're falling asleep. So get a hybrid um, and then that way you can kind of feel it out, see how you feel and then adjust from there. That is such good advice. I love that. And the fact, 
that you said a journal. I never thought about that, but that that's such a perfect idea. We do that for like, you know, workouts and, and what we eat in the day. I mean, some people do that. I'm just giving examples, but I feel like why not try that yeah. and, and see what you feel and, and kind of, oh yeah, I really wanted to eat everything under the sun with this one, but this one made me like super, super horny. And I just wanted to jump my partner's bones, like really like write it down and be detailed. So then you can kind of look back on it and think, oh yeah, like I really did like that one that I got from the dispensary. Exactly. Try that one out again. And I think, I think that's a great idea of like really, starting out with a hybrid and then you kind of feel it out that's like such good advice and and really kind of experimenting and I think another thing um I would love to add to that is I think like say it's like your first time maybe having sex while um being stoned I think another thing to do is maybe start like start slow right you could maybe do like one hit and kind of let it sink in because we all if you smoke like sometimes it can just be like, you're like, you're with a friend or whatever. You're hanging out with your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're smoking and you're like, you know, taking a few puffs and it kind of just goes back and forth. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm so high. And so I think maybe starting out little, you know, taking maybe one or two hits and then like kind of letting it sink in. I sometimes do that and just like wait for it to hit me and then be like, okay, all right, I'm feeling good. I think I can have another one. And then you know, ease into, you know, a sexual experience. I think, you know, starting out slow might just kind of be like, oh, okay. I think I'm ready. Like I'm, I I feel good. You know, I'm feeling it. And I think that's also. You definitely want to start low and slow. And by you saying that brought up a very funny short story that I have. Um, My mother has maybe smoked weed less than five times in her life. And one of those times was, and I believe her very last time was with me at naturally because she's like, well, I have a cannabis researcher daughter. I guess if I'm going to speak with anyone, it would be her. So we're on the back porch of her house and we're passing a bowl back and forth. And I gave her a hit and I said, okay, you know, just hang out with that. See how you feel. And she said, well, I don't feel anything yet. So I gave her another hit. I said, okay, hang out, see how you feel. She said, I still don't feel nothing. Okay. (laughs) You know, let's, let's calm it down. It's been literally five seconds. Give it time. Especially if you're not used to smoking cannabis, when you first take a couple hits, your body doesn't even know how to react. So it's definitely going to take a little longer to kick in for those that don't have a tolerance at all. So point of the story is she was adamant. She's like, I don't feel anything. You didn't give me enough. And after a while, when your mother is telling you, give me the bowl, pass the weed now, you can only refrain, but so much. And that, you know, at the end of the day, it's my mother. And I'm right. like, okay, I know you can't die of a cannabis overdose. Exactly. So I said, here you go. She took a couple <laughs> more hits and I kid you not friends. She got so high that she had to crawl to her bedroom. And if you ever see your mother crawling on the floor, stoned as could be, because you smoked her up, you will never forget that. And to this day, I don't think she's smoked weed since. She's like, you've made me crawl. But that is a good lesson to tell everyone to start low and slow, or else next thing you know, you are in outer space trying to crawl to your bedroom. I love that story. That's so funny. Um, and, and that 
also made me think that's the most beautiful thing about this is you cannot overdose. Yes. Right. That's a huge factor. You're not going to get alcohol poisoning. You're not going to be blackout. You're not going to, you know. Now push comes to shove. You can what they call green out. Okay. Mm, Now this is just going to be where you feel like you could feel like you're having an anxiety attack. Um, some people have like muscle spasms. I know like my thighs will start shaking, um, or spasming. And I'm like, what is going on? Even though mentally I feel fine for a lot of people, it is just like a mental anxiety experience. And they're like, I don't feel good. I know my sister once, uh, greened out and she felt like she was peeing herself. So Mm. it can definitely come through in many different different forms and that just means that you've had too much thc so -hmm. that is the one cannabinoid that we know that we could overdo it in a way that our body does not respond in the best way however just know that it will pass you have heard stories of people go into the er thinking they're having a heart attack when really they just took too many edibles um but it will pass you will be okay just drink water have someone there for you if possible and just know that you will make it out all right and that no one has died from cannabis yes that is such good advice and I think um another thing that I didn't really think about to talk about but I think another cool way to if you want to experience this and you're not really a smoker I think a great way to dabble in can be edibles I know a lot of people use edibles um, and they really enjoy them. Obviously, again, I think starting out small. Um, any other advice on edibles? Yeah, so I think edibles are a great experience, especially when it comes to sex, because edibles are a much more full body high compared yeah. to smoking, which could be just like a head high. The thing with edibles that I want to make sure everyone is aware of is that once again, you want to start low and slow. Great thing about edibles, um, if you buy them legally, is that they are all dosed out. And so you can start with like 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligrams. The issue with edibles is that they take a longer time to kick in than smoking. So smoking kicks in very fast. However, the effects usually wear off faster as opposed to edibles, the effects take longer to kick in. However, they last longer in effect. So while it might take an hour for your weed brownie to kick in, that weed brownie could last you four to eight hours. However, a lot of people aren't aware of the length of time that it takes to kick in because a lot of times what happens is people will take one or two gummies, let's just say, wait Mm -hmm. 30 minutes and say, oh, I don't feel anything, and then take one or two more, and next thing you know, you are spinning around Saturn, and you didn't want to go to to anywhere near Saturn. So that's the issue that comes with edibles. Can they be used appropriately and definitely be beneficial, especially for sex? Absolutely. But can they be misused very easily? Yes. That is, yeah, that's spot on. I think doing the waiting period, and like you said, it can take, you know, an right, it's usually like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yes, I would say there. between 30 minutes to two hours for some people. Yeah. It also has to do with like, once again, your personal tolerance, as well right. as 
what have you eaten that day? Because I will say cannabinoids bind to fatty molecules, meaning if you eat McDonald's before you take an edible, you are more likely to get higher, quicker and more stoned than if you would just eat, you know, something that doesn't have a lot of fat in it, like an apple. Mm, That makes sense. Because cannabis binds to fatty molecules. Right. Um, Now, how about some tips? Like I remember you saying earlier about if one partner, you know, is not, doesn't smoke and the other partner like wants to be high and use cannabis, you know, with sex, what would you say is like maybe some tips about how to make the partner that doesn't smoke kind of like feel comfortable with it? Do you have any tips on that? Yeah. So I see this a lot in my coaching where Mm. one person would definitely see the effects in it, but the other person maybe is in the military and, or just doesn't smoke. So big thing on this is communication, making sure that we communicate what we're doing, why we're doing it, how this will benefit, especially if only one partner is engaging. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times, honestly, When I get this question, more than not, it's often because the other partner might not be comfortable with it or might not be knowledgeable enough with it. Because if we're bringing up questions of how do I make my partner more comfortable, that means that your partner's not comfortable because we are trying to get them to be that. So making sure that we're both on the same page on this is what we want and this is what we want to experience because the last thing we want is someone to be stoned and have an anxiety because their partner doesn't want them to be high or they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel valued or whatever the case may be so i also have helped many couples figure out together how to benefit from using cannabis to enhance their sexual pleasure Even if it is just one person, whether it be both the people in the couple, or once again, if it's just a single individual that wants to make their masturbation more pleasurable. Yes. Love that. So what are you, what do you think are some things that, you know, we could do, like, I guess, experience wise, like you smoke trying out new things, you know, maybe enhancing your foreplay or your, you know, masturbation, but what are some other sex experiences that you think can enhance the couples or single person um, while using cannabis? You know what, make it, make it a mood. Okay, you want to light candles, you want to play music, you want to make this a full body experience, whether you are with somebody or not, because at the end of the day, this is all about self love. And it all comes back to making sure that you are advocating for yourself and your own pleasure. And so just making an environment where you feel safe, where you feel secure and you feel sexy, and that will definitely enhance your overall experience with or without cannabis. Mm. Yes. And I think feeling sexy for whatever reason, I feel like a whole new woman when I'm stoned and I'm having sex. Like I feel like, Oh yes. 
it's it's it is a mood you're so right it is and you know what it is too it you're also shown when using cannabis to be out of your head a little more you're not as worried about you know your your belly flopping or yeah. how your legs look or how your butt is shaped you just care about yourself and your pleasure and that's how it should be absolutely i think that's so true because it's like it's like a it's like another perspective like we were saying and i think when you are in that state it's like kind of like worry free like i'm just enjoying my own pleasure you know, I'm obviously pleasuring my partner or I'm, you know, pleasuring myself. And that should be the main focus is just enjoying the moment and being in the moment. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Um, so what do you say, what do you think is like the, like, why, why does cannabis like increase the, um, intensity of our orgasms? Do you think? Why? Well, let me tell you that my research did not really look at the why we just found out that it does. So while I don't have, you know, definitive answers, I can say that it increases blood flow, especially when you're utilizing it um, as what I call the localized effect. So I teach a lot of people about weed lube. A lot of people don't know about this. And so what it is, is just a lubricant that has cannabinoids infused into it. So think of this as like they have um, cannabinoid infused lotions for if your elbow or joints hurt, if your knee hurts, you can just say, oh, I have my cannabis infused lotion. I'm gonna put on my knee and it helps. It's the same premise where it's a cannabinoid infused lubricant that you can put just on those areas and it creates what I call a localized effect to where only that part of your body is enhanced for sex. And so you can have a lube that just says, I want to just enhance the sensations of my vulva. Boom, done. Interesting. Where a lot of people don't want to get a head high. And so this would be a really great way to utilize those benefits without feeling stoned mentally. Hmm. So that's different than, that's very different than CBD lube because I do have that. I have yet to try it though. And I really, have you experienced or experienced? Very similar. So yeah. they have, so there's over 250 cannabinoids. CBD is one of them. THC is one of them. So when I say a cannabinoid infused lubricant, it could be any of those cannabinoids. There are definitely benefits of a CBD lubricant, which are uh, very easier to find, especially in the non-cannabis legal states. And mm -hmm. then they also have the THC infused lubricants that just incorporate more um, or different cannabinoids. Very similar though. Yeah. Love that. Very cool. Um, and then what would you say is the most like overlooked thing about weed or sex or both of them together, what would you say is like the most overlooked statement or judgment, I guess? You know what? Naturally, my mind still goes back to how foreplay is underrated. <laughs> that is always going to be my go-to um, and where I think cannabis can definitely 
help with that as well as close the orgasm inequality gap. We have so many, especially women that are not able to experience orgasm. And I am finding here in my research that cannabis increases the likelihood of orgasms for women. Not only are they more likely to orgasm with cannabis, but they're all also more likely to have more intense orgasms and multiple orgasms in a single session. So that right there just shows that cannabis can help close that orgasm inequality gap, whether they are inhaling cannabis, using edibles, or like I said, even just using the cannabis lube that just has a localized effect. Mic drop right there. Love that. (laughs) Let's close it. Let's fix that one. I love that. That's so important because I feel like heterosexual women, it is a huge thing. We do not like, there's such a orgasm gap there. And it's, it's, I think the more we talk about it, the more people can be aware of it and, and try to, you know, use cannabis, try it out, you know, try different things for yourself. Masturbate. I think that's a huge thing that so many people overlook and, and how are you going to know your body? you have to masturbate. So then you can kind of share that with your partner, show them how to do things. Oh, that feels really good. I'm a huge advocate for masturbation and just really being your own advocate for your sexual, sexual pleasure. Cause I feel like so many people, you should be prioritizing your sexual experiences and you should be making yourself feel good. Cause it's such. I mean, having an orgasm has an extra, like so many different amazing benefits like for example you know less stress better sleep like there's so many things that are beneficial to having an orgasm so if if we can if we can use cannabis to increase those and just make yourself have a great sexual experience no matter what that looks like why not right that's exactly exactly because as of right now in society when it comes to heterosexual sex Sex ends once the male orgasms, whether or not the female has orgasmed or not. And I'm like, excuse me? No, exactly. (laughs) Not, not in this bed. No, (laughs) exactly. Um, Any last thoughts before we get into our game? This was literally so amazing. I loved this. No, you're great. I thought your questions were amazing. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, so let's play a game. It's called this or that. So just pick whichever one you prefer more. So we're going to get easy at first, uh, just some food stuff, and then we'll kind of get into like the fun stuff. Um, So the first one is pizza or pasta? Oh, I'm such a carb bitch. Um, (laughs) Pizza. Pizza, love it. Um, The next one is burgers or tacos? Couldn't you have switched these around with the last one? Because then I would have been like, pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Burgers or tacos? Ah, tacos. Tacos. Um, Curly fries or waffle fries? I thought you said we're starting off easy. (laughs) (laughs) Curly. (laughs) Love it. Um. The next one is, would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything? Mm, Eyes that record everything. I'm a visual. Love it. Do you prefer a night in or like going out? 
I'm such a grandma. I go to bed at like eight o'clock. So unless there's like a day party going on, I am staying in. <laughs> Love it. I respect it. Morning sex or night sex? Ah, oh, night sex. I love a good pounding before I go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Me too. That is my lullaby, girl. <laughs> that is, I love that. That's so good. Um, so I know you live in Colorado, but would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods? Mm. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cabin in the woods. The ocean is scary. Love it. <laughs> I, that. I totally respect that. Okay, this one might be the hardest one ever. Would you rather never smoke again or not have sex for 10 years? Ah, smoke weed? Yes. Yeah, you cannot smoke ever again. I can't smoke weed or I can't have sex for 10 years. Well, I would choose, I'm going to still smoke weed, obviously, and then just masturbate. My my partner can be in the room. <laughs> that, I love that answer. That's so good. Um, okay. Would you rather have like mind-blowing sex every three months? Yes. Or have okay sex, like mediocre sex every single week? I would have mediocre sex every week and then teach my partner how to make it mind-blowing. Love that. Girl, you're 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 a woman after my own heart. Because <laughs> <laughs> you as damn well I am not having just okay sex ever. Right. Literally. <laughs> um w- would you rather like dirty talk or like a long build-up foreplay situation? Foreplay, foreplay's underrated, all about the foreplay. Love it. Love it. Um, would you rather direct a music video or direct a photo shoot? Mm. Probably photo shoot because I don't I don't know anything about dancing. <laughs> you gotta like move during music videos. That's true. Um, activity date or dinner date? Like activity like bowling or axe throwing or whatever. I am all about good food. However, activities are much more memorable. So I would say activity. At the end of the day, I also want to eat dinner, but I'm, I'm much more likely to remember the activity date. So I think they're much more memorable. Yeah. That's true. Um, would you rather glow pink when you're attracted to someone or glow red when someone annoys you? I... I'm pretty sure I already do both um, naturally. <laughs> I, I Pink's my favorite color. They call me Stoner Barbie for a reason. So I'm going to go with the glow in pink. And if I could just glow pink all the time, I would just choose that. <laughs> that would be so cool. Also, my favorite color is pink. So again, love that. Okay. And then the last one is, do you prefer sunrise or sunset? I hate that this is the last one. I'm having fun. Um, they're both so pretty, especially in Colorado. Like, geez, oh Louise, God. the sunrises and sunsets are so pretty. Um, you know what? Probably sunset because if I'm awake during sunrise, it's like, oh, I should still be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Uh, 
Well, Amanda, this was so much fun. I had a blast. Thank you so much for sharing your tips and tricks and all of your research. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for my listeners to experience our conversation. Um, So I will put your info in the show notes, but maybe just a brief overview of where people can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on weedlovesex.com and I'm also on weedlovesex for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a blast. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. Well, everyone, this was such a fun episode with Amanda. Definitely connect with her. I hope you enjoyed and you were enlightened and educated and inspired by this episode to, you know, try out new things in your sex life. And, you know, maybe you want to try some new things and try some cannabis in your sex life and really enhance it and, and, you know, heighten all those senses and sensitivities. So I hope you were enlightened and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear any feedback and stories and maybe if you experienced this or tried it out, let me know. I would love to share that with Amanda and just for my, you know, future knowledge. So I would appreciate that. Um, You know where to connect with me, my naked mindset on all of your social media networks and definitely connect on my VIP Facebook group. I would so appreciate that. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Bye.